even just giving yourself that permission to feel whatever you feel in those moments is really important of like not judging yourself for feeling like you your your world is ending because in some ways it does kind of feel like it is divine feminine spiritual stories sacred sisterhood the wild woman welcome to the wild sage podcast Join your host, Hannah Morth, on her journey to rediscovering her wild soul through meaningful conversations and stories about remembering who you are, reclaiming your wild, embodying your sovereignty, and nourishing your divine soul. Each episode will help you on your journey to reclaiming your wild. Thank you for being here. Now, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Sage podcast. I am here with my new friend, Victoria Hopkins. So hello, Victoria. So happy to have you with me. So happy to learn from you. Hey, I'm super excited to be here as well. Yeah, awesome. So why don't you kind of kick us off and tell everybody a little bit more about who you are, how you got started and what you do, what it is that you do, really like any parts of your story that you want to share. Awesome. Um, so... I guess if, if I'm using labels, I do, I'm a quantum healing facilitator. So quantum healing is a little bit different than any kind of energy work I've ever done mm-hmm. or really ever heard of. Um, so I kind of discovered that at the beginning of this year, which really feels like a few years ago <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, but it just, it kind of hits uh, the healing in a much different, like deeper deeper level than some of the other things It can get to a lot of the roots. It can, it looks at um, like our present life experience, our past life experience, our ancestral, our inner child, um, the influence that like um, society, all of these things, like, so it's everything kind of all together and like looking at it from a very like, yeah, whole picture. Um, and I found that it was kind of like a really profound, um, part of my own healing journey, um, navigating like anxiety, um, grief and loss and all of that kind of stuff, um, kind of led me to this work, um, in a really kind of interesting way, but it really has provided a lot of support, um, navigating, um, through kind of specifically this year and, and last year, uh, it's just been quite, um, there's just been a lot of emotional, um, stuff that's come up. So learning how to ride those waves and feel, um, just feel emotions without feeling the shame and guilt that I would always feel prior to kind of discovering this work. Yeah. And I think that's been like one of the toughest parts. We were talking about that a little bit before we hopped on. Mm-hmm. This has been kind of one of the, the toughest parts of 2020 is learning how to like allow yourself to be present. Cause we live in a world that is so like masculine, energetically driven that it's like, we have to go, go, go. If I'm not constantly moving forward, if I don't see progress in my life, I feel so much guilt, but it's okay to stand still. It's okay to just allow yourself to be present, to allow yourself to feel the emotions and to um, and to just not even worry about moving forward, just get done at, you know, the bare minimum of what you absolutely have to get done. And so I love that you bring that forward and that, that resonates, that resonates so deeply with me. Yeah, it's definitely one of the like harder things and just like noticing how so much of that stuff is internalized. A lot of that, like, um, just because our world has been so heavily, um, run by like the masculine and not even like the, how I feel like the true masculine is supposed to be. It's a very kind of like Mm -hmm. inverted, like that toxic kind of masculine energy, Mm -hmm. which is not, yeah, which is not really what it 
I, I don't think it, what it was meant to be. So there is that very um, disconnection of and feeling that, yeah, a lot of that internalized guilt of like not doing all of the things all the time and resting is like you're lazy, all of these stories that you tell yourself, which are not actually true, but yet we tell ourselves these stories. So yeah. Oh my God. So true. So, okay. Let's dive a little bit deeper. We weren't really sure what we were going to talk about before we jumped on here. We didn't have like a super niche down title or anything, but we think we're going to talk about like presence and just allowing yourself to be in the moment and dive a little bit deeper into that. Is there like, I guess, what would you suggest for people to dive a little bit more into allowing themselves to be present, especially in 2020. Like we don't really know what 2021 is going to hold at this time. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been so many changes that have happened this year and they've happened so suddenly, I feel like, and we've just kind of gone along with the curveballs, you know, like, cause we just have to, we don't really have a choice. Um, But like, it just teaches us that there's constantly new things coming into our, to our like energetic spheres. And we just have to allow ourselves to keep moving forward while taking in this new like energy or like these new situations that we have to deal with. And so do you have any like suggestions or anything for people who are like looking to um, like dive deeper into navigating, like being present and like allowing themselves to be still? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one is a heart. It can, it can feel like kind of unnerving. I feel like that, like cultivating that presence or like what that actually means. Like we say it, but then like actually understanding what it feels like, that's kind of what I discovered this year of this. Oh, this is what it feels like to be present. Um, and for me, I mean, it, it varies depending on the person, but getting out in nature is a really, like a really huge thing. So finding Mm -hmm. like, especially if you can like wander with your bare feet on the grass or wherever it is, like finding those little pockets where you can just like listen and kind of observe, um, what's around you without like, you know, listening to music or having a pot, like all of that stuff that we usually kind of like put in, like, so that we're kind of multitasking when we're like out in nature. So just like really kind of like paying attention to those things and just starting to like, almost like become more of the observer um, when you are, you know, hit like certain emotions or when you feel like you're really triggered by something that someone's saying, um, it's not easy in the moment. Sometimes you, you react, right? Cause we're human. But so if you can like take that time to kind of reflect back, whether it's through meditation or journaling or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, I find those are the, my favorite, like the, the writing it out, it gets it out of my head and I can kind of like see it in a, a more external way rather than it like stewing in myself. Um, but everyone has their own kind of like process. So feeling it out, trying out the different things like, um, yeah, meditation, nature, getting outside, playing and finding that like creativity is also a really good way to like be present. And that's something that I really um, am learning to cultivate. But it, that one is like actually surprisingly difficult. Um, as an adult, like we forget how to play and stuff. So uh, that's something that, you know, it's ever evolving. And I think we're always kind of like peeling back more layers and stuff. Yeah, that's so true. I love, I love the nature aspect that you brought up. What I've been doing, I have been trying to just sit in silence. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm alone in my house, um, I'm, I naturally gravitate towards having something on in the background, like music or TV on like, watch a show I've watched a million of times, millions of times. So I don't have to pay attention to it. Um, I like having noise, but 
I've challenged myself to just sit in silence because you don't have any distractions then, or you don't have as many distractions then. You just have to literally sit with your thoughts and mm -hmm. like also don't be doing anything. Just literally be like sitting still, even if like you don't want to be meditating or you could be meditating mm -hmm. too, but like just like allow yourself to just experience life instead of having to push yourself to do something. Cause I feel like that's another thing that I've been learning too is I love to multitask. Like if I can kill a couple birds with one stone, I love to do that. But yeah. like how much of your focus is then taken away from the tasks at hand because it's split in all these different, on all these different tasks that you're doing. So if you could just focus on doing like one thing at a time, how would that shift things for you? So I love that you brought that up. And I do love that you brought up the, um, the emotions and the journaling, because I think that that's so important too, especially in a society that is, I don't like not emotionless, but it's, um, you're often judged for sharing some of the deeper emotions that each and every yeah. one of us has. And so it's hard to actually share that part of you because it's, it's making yourself so vulnerable. Um, but, and, and because of that, I feel like a lot of us just kind of brush past those, especially like grief or like extreme anger. Like we just try to like stuff it back in so we don't show it to anybody. Mm. Um, so I think that journaling is like such a powerful exercise for being able to like actually recognize those things about yourself and, and dive deeper into maybe why you're feeling it, if you're not sure why, or just trying to like come away from it in a more positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. And that's something that I, yeah, our society is kind of like, um, where we validate only very a small number of emotions. Those are the ones that are good, right? The ones that, you know, are not like uncomfortable, really like the happiness, the joy, like that stuff, a little bit sad. Oh dear, that's fine. But anything deeper than that is like, no, and that's not okay. And I don't know how to hold space for that. So even just giving yourself that permission to feel whatever you feel in those moments is really important of like not judging yourself for feeling like you, your, your world is ending because in some ways it does kind of feel like it is. And it's okay if it is kind of, it may be superficial stuff that you're sad about. That's fine. Um, and I think that's something like that comparative suffering idea is like really doesn't help us. And we, then we get stuck and then we don't really like, we ignore the emotions even more <laughs> doing that. Yeah, so true. And I, I guess that makes me want to like take it back to what you were originally saying about quantum healing when you're talking about like getting down into like the root, um, mm -hmm. which often leads to like our ancestral healing or um, like inner child healing or yeah. different things that we don't even necessarily know about unless we've like dove into it because we're interested in learning more about those things personally. Like it's not something that you learn about in school. It's not something that like families generally talk about unless somebody's already interested in it. Um, and so I, like, would you be willing to talk a little bit more about what that looks like or um, how people could get started in some sort of healing themselves? Because I do think that it is so important in like the current time that we're in. And it's something that so many people mm -hmm. are struggling with, but maybe not sure that they're struggling with it. So maybe like ways that they can recognize it, anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, um, inner child and um, ancestral healing are like the main like areas that I really focus in on just because they are the foundations really for our, our healing journey or for those that are beginning it. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll use kind of like myself as an example. I feel like that's probably the easiest way to kind of like give it um, 
like share it. Um, so last summer, my dad passed away suddenly when he was on vacation. So yeah. I was navigating grief, um, which was kind of, in some ways, it was sort of the beginning of this journey. Um, and I have been able to use it. Um, you know, it, it sucks, right? Like there's no way around that grief sucks. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of been a catalyst um, to really look at you know, different areas of myself and stuff like that. And through all of this healing and some of the inner child um, stuff that I've done through the quantum work and through other different healing modalities, I was able to uncover like a lot of like my fears, a lot of anxiety and stuff I carried were actually his because he had a very traumatic childhood growing up. And a lot of these like irrational fears, because sometimes we'll have these where we have these, you know, reactions um, and situations, but there's actually no experience that really happened to kind of justify that. Yeah. And that's where the ancestral piece can, can often come in is that it's, it's, you're carrying these trauma, these trauma, traumatic experiences from, you know, your family. Um, and I think I've read somewhere that it go, you can carry up to like 12 generations oh, wow. back, I think of, so that goes like, that goes really far back. And historically speaking, those were pretty like chaotic kind of traumatic time periods. So um, that's why I think there's a lot of people struggling this year. Um, things that are being stirred up are a lot of that, like World War II kind of like time period where, yeah, it's different, but it's still kind of hitting some of those very, um, human and like almost like root chakra kind of yeah. um yeah that like feeling not feeling safe and not feeling secure and all of that kind of stuff so um that's where I guess the inner child stuff um I mean journaling I really love that for like connecting yeah. to the inner child um I will I'm just trying to think of what yeah that's like one of the main things that I suggest for people is just like asking the questions or like um exploring yeah that kind of stuff when they're feeling triggered like is it is it something that has happened like in this life or can you pinpoint it back to a family or that kind of thing so it's just getting curious and kind of going on a bit of a journey I love that I um I had a really cool and it weird experience myself a couple months ago I went to a past life regressionist mm. just like I had I had received the session yeah. for a, a birthday present actually and so I just went to it without any expectations or really um any preconceived notions of, like what it would be like and mm -hmm. she was telling me that I had a lifetime in um she wasn't she wasn't able to pinpoint like when it was but I was living on an island as a teenage girl and it was like a very tropical island where we were very in tune with nature and I had like this really beautiful connection with sea turtles but there was a natural disaster that wiped out the entire island mm. and as a result in this lifetime I am deeply afraid of the ocean and I've never known why yeah I don't live anywhere near the ocean I live in the midwest but the and I've never swam in the ocean like I've only seen the ocean a couple of times but I've always been so deeply terrified by the ocean and I was able to like connect it back to that lifetime and it's not something that's inhibited me in this lifetime because like I said I don't have access to the ocean but it's just something that's always been there present in mm -hmm. my life and now like I can connect it back to like that lifetime and be like oh that makes a lot of sense <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like it can also be like the past life um, experiences that we carry um, as well. And generally the ones that we remember seem to be the ones that kind of like impede us or have like a little bit more of the 
the fear element, like we don't always remember the, the ones where we were, we had a lovely time for whatever reason. I don't, I'm not quite sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just like holding those old, um, those old memories and stuff like that. And just, um, kind of the the different things that happen throughout the different, you know, eras and stuff like that. So it's super fascinating when you kind of look at healing in this very kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a much bigger picture than kind of how we, we approach it in the very kind of scientific way. I feel like there's a lot more like, you know, they all kind of have their roles, but there's more to kind of like explore and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's so complex. Yeah, um, definitely. Because there's, there's so much more to it than I think most of us even could begin mm-hmm. to understand. Um, I also want to bring it back to what you were saying before about how like this time that we're in with COVID and, and quarantine and everything. I was literally reading a post right before we jumped on here that somebody was saying, I refuse to use the word lockdown because imagine how traumatic that is for so many people based on past experiences within this lifetime and past lifetimes in ways that we just don't really even comprehend. Like that must be like such a difficult word to hear and to like, to be recognized as the space that we're living in right now. That's, that's actually really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, language really, I think we forget how powerful our language is and certain words and just certain things and just a lot of stuff of like, just, I feel like it's, it's causing a lot more division, which I think is probably the point of it, of that, like just keeping us fighting regardless of where you stand. Like, I feel like that's whatever, like the point is just to keep us arguing amongst each other. So it's, it's hard because there is at the root of both how, wherever you stand with it, there, it is that fear. There is still that fear of like not having control, I think is like the biggest like piece of it. So, and it is, it can trigger so much. I think, for those that have any sort of post-traumatic stress, or mm-hmm. I think anyone who existed or lived during war times or, you know, anything like that, I feel like that's got to be just certain languaging that is being used, I think could be definitely quite triggering and just certain things that are kind of like, yeah, just, yeah, all of the stuff, it's a lot. So being really mindful with like language and just giving people grace. I feel like we need to give people more grace and compassion and be like, okay, I'm not going to like treat you like crap because you're doing this thing instead of what I think you should be doing. So I love that you bring that up because compassion has been on my mind for like the past couple of weeks, not only like with my own life, I'm just seeing it in like all these different aspects where it's just like, this is so, so necessary for us to be able to move forward. Like Uh, like you said, our, like, society in general is very divided, and it's very, like, Mm -hmm. us against them, and it's very, like, my opinion against your opinion, and it's um, really, like, you know, it's, like, a lack of awareness over the fact that, like, each and every one of us has our own perspectives, and they're all shaped by our own experiences, and, and, Mm -hmm. you, you know, like, it's, it's also different, so who really knows what, like, the truth is, because it is just shaped by our, by our perspective. Right. Um, I went on a tangent and now I forgot. Yeah, no, that, it definitely makes sense to me of that. Like just that, I think that's one other thing that I've kind of been looking at a lot this year is just like really kind of stepping back and like seeing, you know, is my opinion really important? Like, do, do I need to, you know, 
feel strongly about this particular issue? Is this something, am I helping the conversation? Like what, yeah. where am I in this? Is like, what is, is this a really important thing that we're freaking out about? Or are there other things that we could focus our attention on more? Um, and I hope that maybe we'll come back together. Cause I feel like that, like we have more in common than not. And mm-hmm. it's just trying to constantly remember um, that and remind ourselves of that, of that, like, you know, if you shed all of these like labels and layers and all that stuff, like at the end, I think we all just kind of want to help, um, and uplift and all of that kind of stuff. So it just, there's just all of that junk in the way that we kind of need to get rid of first. Yeah. And like, there's so many people who are working on that. And so like, I do see such a beautiful future for all of us, as long as everybody keeps working on it. But I think that they will, because like COVID happened for a reason, right? Like if you look at it from like the grand scheme of things, yeah. um, like it all happened for a reason. And there's a reason why we're being taught to be, to learn how to be still and how to be present and how to learn and how to take other people's perspectives into consideration. And it's all for like, like the growth of the collective. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's just one of those things, truthfully, I feel like, you know, we're here for a reason at this time. Like there's no way around that. So it's definitely something that is really, really important to just remind ourselves that, that like we're here and that, you know, sometimes the uncomfortable stuff is actually where we learn the most. That's truly what it is, even though you don't like it. (laughs) You're like, this is really not what I want. Can we just like skip over this stuff and move on to the more lighter and fun stuff? But, you know, I've learned through, yeah, just experiences that that, those moments where it feels the heaviest are usually the ones where you learn the most. Um, And yeah, it's not an easy thing though. So really like giving yourself that permission to feel it's, that's what it kind of comes back to. Yeah, I totally agree. I've been really resonating with the like butterfly metamorphosis, metamorphosis metaphor uh, that I've seen like everywhere this year, but it's basically like, you know, the butterfly goes into the cocoon and they turn to complete goo because they're transforming into something completely, or the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. I don't know what I said before. Um, And they turn to complete goo because they're turning into a butterfly. They're turning into something completely different. And then when they emerge from the cocoon, they are now a butterfly, whereas they were a caterpillar before. And so you're something that's completely different and completely new to you. Um, But the point is, is that you have to turn to complete goo to become that new person or that new thing, right? And so like we have to have those moments where things are quite difficult because we learn so much from them. And so I, yeah, I think you're so right on that. Yeah, definitely. It's, but it's, it's heavy in the moment. That's for sure. So like really giving yourself that, those spaces to, you know, find the joy and the play and all of that kind of stuff, I think is, is really, really important just as we navigate it, navigate it. And it's really testing that, you know, uh, like we really don't have control. Uh, that like humans like to think we do but we really (laughs) don't um and just really kind of making peace with that is it's not easy but it's really helpful like when you can kind of like constantly remind yourself that you know I can only do what I can do anything else is just that's that's it there's nothing I can do with that so Yeah, I love that. So true. Okay, so let's tell everybody how they can get a little bit more connected with you. Any promotions, any services that you have to offer, the floor is completely yours. 
Okay, cool. Um, so I am typically most active on Instagram. So I'm assuming you probably just have the handle um, yeah. dropped in there. Um, and it's Victoria underscore intuitive wellness on Instagram. And then that's the same on Facebook. I do have a website, which is kind of a mouthful. So I'll just make sure that it's like typed out in the show notes because it's really long. Um, <laughs> and uh, right now I do offer like one-to-one sessions. I actually just opened up enrollment for my quantum genealogy course that I'm launching next year. Um, so that's like a 14 week um, program that's kind of like a combination of self-paced and group work. Um, where you get a benefit of like having one-to-one sessions as well that's built into the course because it's really important. So it's like journaling or journeying back and um, really connecting to your inner child and also really connecting to kind of like your ancestry, specifically those that really have a strong connection to like um, Ireland, Scotland, the Celtic, um, Avalon, like those time periods because um, that's where I like I have strong ties to. So I, I know um, – yeah, I know how important that is of really understanding like where you come from um, because I feel like a lot of us, I, like I, being Canadian, like I have like a disconnection. Like this is, I'm born here, but this land is not really my land. Mm-hmm. So like going back and, and going back to that place where you originally came from is quite a profound thing. And then also your healing kind of not only your inner child, but also kind of like your ancestors, their inner children and doing, it's it's a whole like, yeah, it's just a huge collective shift that is happening, even just doing your own kind of individual work. Um, and that's something that I feel is really important uh, because, yeah, everybody who's doing this stuff is going to help shift and make a difference. So that's kind of where, um, I guess, the main offerings. Um, and then I do, I can probably give it to you or some capacity. I do have like a couple of free like workbooks and a free meditation um, that is a really good, like jumpstart into kind of like what a session would look like and how to connect to your inner child and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's also linked in my bio, um, on Instagram and my website and all that stuff. And it's just, yeah, free. Um, and those are things that I like change out every so often as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, I will make sure that all of those links are in the show notes, but I just wanted to thank you again, Victoria, for joining me and for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom. This was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited to just connect with a person, right? Like I feel like I miss people. So this is super awesome. (laughs) Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Thanks for listening and see you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wild Sage Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the channel and share this episode with your like-minded friends. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with Hannah. Thanks again for listening. It means the absolute world. Sending love your way now and always.